37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Hello friends and welcome to 37 Disney Street. This week we're going to do something a little bit different as we look at the music of Disney. I'm Whistling While I Work, I'm Chris Fletcher. Oh you poor unfortunate souls, I'm Lucy Rain. And I'm Whistling While I Pee. Hello children, I'm Hugh Rain. Right, so you two are looking at me a little bit blankly as, as to what on earth we're going to do today. No. It's your baby, Chris. Yeah, um, and uh, let me just try and give you some positioning. So a couple of weeks ago, a friend sent to me a link to an article which said it was <clears throat> the 30 greatest Disney songs ranked. It's a Guardian article. Um, I will post it on Twitter later on. And here's pretty much what it says about it. Yes, of course, Let It Go is in there somewhere. But where does it rank among Disney's other big screen belters? And it's written by their chief editor for rock and pop. Um, and straight away I thought, mm, I'm not really sure about this. Um, and I've looked through the list and I'm even less sure. And it made me wonder what we think the best songs are. So I thought we could do like a bit of a thing where we talk about what our top five songs are. Well, Yay! by the sound of this, Let It Go isn't at number one. And uh, you would think, I don't know, a, a sort of a lesser fan, a lesser intellect would just drop it straight in at number one because it's a popular choice. But then he says, is it he or she? I think it's a he. He says, uh, of course it's in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm confident that it's not going to be at number one and it doesn't deserve to be, so I'm glad about that. Would it make your top but 30, Hugh? it's still one man's opinion. Would it make my top 30? I don't think it would. There you go. And this 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 is the very beginning of what made me think it possibly isn't the right way to go. So what I thought we'd do is we'll go through our, our top five. We've, we've all done a list of what our top five are. Now I know, and anybody listening, there are lists and lists and lists of people doing this kind of thing. And not only that, if we do this today, we've got a list of five. If we did it tomorrow, it'd probably change. I've changed mine about five times since I want since I suggested that we do this podcast. Mm. I think it's safe to say, though, I know there are lots of other podcasts that have done this Um but ours will be the best. Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> I'm glad you all agree. So, what do you reckon? Should we just kick off and go into our top five then? Well, shall we uh, discuss briefly how difficult did you find picking a top five? I've had some firmly as that's my favourite Disney song for several years. So was, there was like three, I'd say, that weren't difficult. But then filling those extra two spots, I could have done a top 20, no problem You've whatsoever. Had... And I really found it difficult to sort of float through those. I've seen you in the garden in the rain, screaming at the sky. <laughs> Why? Why during this process? It's too hard. I've seen you, Chris, going through the bin. Yeah. Saying, where is it? Where is it? Searching for that number five. Mm-hmm. I know. Hugh and I were on a train last night as I was finalising this list. And at one point, I dropped my phone on my on the seat and put my head in the hands. I don't think Hugh knew what I was doing. And he went, what's wrong? I said, I just can't get rid of one of the seven. 
Because I had seven on my list. I, I have a, a very, very long list of what I like to call honorary mentions mm. because I, I couldn't, I just, I found it so difficult. In fact, yesterday I had a, a nailed down top five. I was happy with it. And uh, the one that was at number one for me now is no longer in the top five. Rolling. Crazy. It's weird, isn't it? I found it very easy and I rattled them off immediately. I've only swapped one out since that really? sort of got bumped down to like my one honor- honorary mention. So right. It was so easy and I didn't know how easy it would be, but they just came to me immediately. So who's going first then, age or beauty? Well, either way, that'd be me, wouldn't it? Unless you're talking I, I think you're right. I think you're right, Chris. <laughs> Off you go. Okay, my number five is called Viva La Vie and it is uh, a parade song. <laughs> Um, um, now you may well remember uh, in a previous podcast me talking about um, having texted Hugh and Lucy um, because I was overcome with joy and I was crying <laughs> stood outside it's a small world as a parade got, went by it all got a bit much for you didn't it? it, it yeah. really did and and so this is the one that's now come in to replace the one that I kicked out from the number one spot it's coming at number five and the reason for that is um, I was watching your videos from your uh, Walt Disney World trip and it just reminded me how pivotal a moment that was for me and how important it was. And that song is is uh, what they use for the Halloween parade right. in, in Disneyland Paris. And uh, if it wasn't for that moment and for that piece of music, which gets stuck in my head so often, I, I would not be sat here right now doing this podcast. So I think it has to be in there. Right, that's that's just thrown a whole world of cats and pigeons up in the air right <laughs> Just there. leave it where you are, Lucy, don't change things now. <laughs> no, because I hadn't even gone into part music and I could do a whole list of five top part musics. I mean, hey there, hi there, oh there, it's a Disney kind of day. That one from years and years ago is just a firm favourite and that hasn't even been a parade in about ten years, but mm. it's amazing. Can I just say, before this podcast, you said you weren't going to sing and you I jumped know. straight in. I know, but I, I couldn't... No one else would know that song, which I don't think. Guess what I've just found on my phone? What? Viva la vie. The text you sent. Oh. oh go on. It says... <laughs> are you okay with it? Are you comfortable with this? I'm comfortable, yeah. Is it normal to have these moments when you just plain want to cry because you're taken over by the happiness of it all? Yeah. Oh, and when he sent me that, I said, I think he's messaged me by mistake. But then when I eventually worked out who it was, I said afterwards, I cry at literally anything. And then you said, then I feel okay about it. Yeah. Do you know, you're like a Ferrera Rocha. You're crunchy on the outside, but you've got a gooey centre, haven't you? I totally have. And you look really nice when you're stacked in a pyramid with <laughs> other ones just like you. Yes. E- Someone I- give me another five, yeah. Okay, can I do one? Um, this one is probably my most off-centre one so that's why I've, I've put it at number five it's Trashing the Camp from uh, Tarzan do you know Ooh. it? not particularly no I don't know Tarzan very well I am going to play a clip of it because it kind of needs illustrating does this one you will recognise it I think is it by Phil Collins by any chance? Keep it. 
There you go. That's all you're right. getting. I needed to do that introduction because basically, if you're if you're not too familiar with the film, they are trashing the camp. It sounded like uh, Money by Pink Floyd at the start. Yeah. Well, you know, it's <laughs> um, got that percussive feel. I've and got this worry that that. Um, my band handmade hands might have actually plagiarised that opening <laughs> in one of our songs. <laughs> it's um, it's not Phil Collins. It is written by Phil Collins, but I think it's it's really cleverly used his expertise as a drummer because he's written it and he's just started with the percussion, which mm. obviously a lot of songwriters don't do. Start with the percussion. It really fits with the story well. The tune is so cool. It is so catchy. It's sung there by Rosie O'Donnell, who mm-hmm. you wouldn't think of as like, you know, pop icon. But <laughs> it's it's just a brilliant, brilliant song. And it's so clever, the way that the visuals in the film match with the percussion instruments and everything gels together. It's like, you know, when you want to slow clap afterwards, mm. you want to stand up and go, oh yeah, Mr. Collins nailed it. It's fab. It's a long time since I've seen Tarzan, but I've heard bits of music from it over the last couple of weeks and everything I've heard I've really liked. Surprisingly good music. Yeah. It's a little bit of its time now, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, most it, Phil Collins stuff is, isn't it? Mm, but it is, yeah, really good music. Mm. Son of a Man's... Yeah, Son of Man. Son of Man is a brilliant song. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hugh, number five. My number five is a Christmas song. Ooh. And it's a Disney presentation. Now, Lucy's... Oh. No, it's not what you think. Lucy just uh, made a face like uh, I was going to do one of hers, but I don't think this is one of yours. This is from uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and it's uh, What's This? Oh, I love that. That's in my honorary mentions. Good song. Let me refresh your memory. Second verse. What's this? What's this? There's something very wrong. What's this? There's people singing songs. What's this? The streets are lined with little creatures laughing. Everybody seems so happy. Have I possibly gone daffy? What is this? Yeah. Yeah, Danny Lovely. Elfman. Is best. Lovely it, the introduction is amazing to that song as well. Danny Elfman's song. And I didn't realise until a couple of years ago, and you'll you both know this, but um, there'll be a few people listening who don't know this, and it will blow their minds like it did mine. Um, when Jack Skellington sings, that's Danny Elfman singing. Mm. And the voices really match yeah, well, don't well, they? Like, you, you well, wouldn't, yeah. you know, if you hadn't been told that, you wouldn't really know, would you? But it, what a great voice he's got. Yeah, it fantastic. is. Now, I do not like the music in that film overall. There's a lot of it I don't like. It's difficult at and times. And I think it is difficult. He's rhythmically very um, uh, off the beaten track, I suppose. It's a way of saying it, uh, which works for a lot of the music that he does. But when it's put to songs, it doesn't always work. But that one is brilliant. There, there are two blinders in there, and they're the, the two festive songs, really, aren't they? They're... Um... This is Halloween. It's yeah. just superb as well, I think. And some of the discordant stuff he does, mm. it, it's not nice, but it, it really works in the story. And This is Halloween is good. But I'm not I'm not a big fan of that Pumpkin King one. I'm not a big fan of Oogie Boogie Man. But that one, what's this? It just nails it. It's a barnstorm. It's a great mm. Christmas song as well. And it's, it's funny because it's got the line, there's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious. And absolutely no one is dead. Yeah. Um, well, interesting thing for you, um, the top 30 list didn't make the top 30 list. None of the of our first ones made the top 30 list. One song from that film made the list, and it was the Oogie Boogie Man. Oh, come oh, on. Re- right, wrong. I switch off during that. 
I mean, I don't literally switch no, off, but I my agree. brain switches off. I'm not interested in that scene. I know what he was trying to do. I don't think it's Danny Elfman's forte to be doing musical theatre of that kind. He can't switch stylistically. I've already lost interest in this guy's this, opinion of the this list. Is why the list is, this is why I wanted to do this. this is this is guy exactly just winding why. us up? Yeah. I mean... It was uh, a number 20. Who would... Right, okay. Who would pick that over what's this? Uh, do you want me to tell you what he says? I'm going to get angry, Anna, tonight. Go on. Tom Waits memorably turned hi-ho from Snow White into the stuff of nightmares on the Disney-themed compilation Stay Awake. Meanwhile, Waits in jazz-influenced beatnik mode sounds like an inspiration for this song from the film that launched a thousand teenage goth backpacks. So he doesn't really say anything about it. Okay. It's a valid point of the teenage goth backpack there. Yeah, it is. Because part of the reason I don't like this film as perhaps as much as I naturally would is I'm just so sick of seeing it on, you know, leggings and stuff. I... I was never bothered about this film. And again, going to Disneyland last year when it's everywhere. Mm. Um, we you watched, went at Halloween. We went though. at Halloween, yeah. yeah. We watched it before um, we went and I hadn't realised how good it was. And that's not, I, I agree with mm. you about a lot of music. It's, it's very inaccessible. It's deliberately inaccessible. Inaccessible, that's a good word, yeah. Um, but uh, it just works so well. It's, it's a really humorous, lovely, beautifully animated, fantastic film. Um but yeah, I, I was never bothered about it before and now I'm obsessed with it. I, I am one of those teenage girls. <laughs> Do you know what? I um, knew it. M- maybe that we should save this for when actually, if we actually ever get around to this film. But last time I watched it at Christmas, I really watched it. I sat and I just studied it and I, it's the most I've really watched it. It's a great film. It is a great film. Yeah. So have you got a number four, Chris? Oh, I do have a number four. And my number four is... The Age of Not Believing from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, yeah. Um, and it could be higher up the list, I think, for me. It's just, it, it's got a beautiful innocence about it. It's before all the, you know, be, before the adventure really starts. The the kids are all, like, they're not, not wanting to get involved. Well, one of the kids is not wanting to get involved in, in what's happening. He doesn't believe it all. And it's just a beautiful song. And it's Angela Lansbury. And it's Angela Lansbury. And, and honestly, for me, she can do no wrong. I am a firm believer that the best musical theatre performers of the last century, you don't have to be able to sing in the Mariah Carey sense. Um, Angela Lansbury certainly can't, but she can so characterise and sell and present a song in such an understated way that just can't be beaten. And this, this... need people have in the X Factor generation to warble the way through songs they they just don't have the craft and the way that she tells a story from from this to Beauty and the Beast to um, Nothing's Gonna Harm You from Sweeney Todd that mm. that motherly kind of characteristic she has about it it's, and, and it's beautiful and, and her voice and that almost kind of innocence that comes out of it is what mm. it, what makes her character so good for me I, like I, I genuinely think She's possibly my fa- favourite female um, performer. Lead. Yeah, mm. I can't think of anybody that I would want to see do something more. When she turned up in Mary Poppins Returns, even though I knew she was coming, yeah. when she turned up in that, it's just I was just beaming. I was absolutely beaming. It's, I tell you what, totally different podcast. But me and my friends once did Fantasy Wedding, and that's where you guess, uh, choose your best man and choose your mother of the bride and choose who walks you down the aisle and stuff. And Angela Lansbury was my fantasy mother of the bride. <laughs> She'd be my bride. Oh. <laughs> Your number four then, Hugh. My number four 
is Love is an Open Door Ooh. from Frozen, a film I don't particularly like. And it's one of those things that, um, because Let It Go is so popular, I get kind of angry because I think, why is that so popular? Because Love is an Open Door is a much better song. It's a great mm. song. It's a great song. It's got the line, we finish each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> and that's just... Not an original line, though. No. Funny thing about that is uh, I watched a um, a YouTube compilation of two women saying that in sitcoms or whatever. And one woman says it in one thing. I can't remember what it is. And another says it in uh, flight... No, in something else. I can't remember what it is. But those two women who say that joke then appear as the two girlfriends in Flight of the Concords, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Yes, I watched the same compilation, I think. That is a coincidence. It's a big coincidence. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's just, just such a lovely song. And uh, I've sung this uh, in a show with uh, our friend Natasha. And it's a joy to sing those harmonies. It's the beautiful harmonies. It They're is. up there with um, yeah. uh, Whole New World for me. Yeah. It's a perfect duet. It's the perfect mix of sort of counterpoint, harmony, uh, call and response. It's just, it's great. And it's, um, have you and Laura done the miming it thing in the car? <laughs> that video was, was amazing. That yeah. I, I knew this song before I'd seen Frozen because of yeah. the video of the two parents singing it or miming it. We do that, don't we? Yeah. It's uh, Santino Fontana who's singing, uh, who sings it. He's, uh, I know him from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, he's got an amazing voice. Mm. He's got such a beautiful voice. He's he's currently playing Tootsie. Ooh. Yeah, it's, his voice is, it's delicious, is what it is. What I love about that song is its positioning within the film and the fact that it is the main piece of putting you in that false sense of security. Yeah, bait within. and switch. Because you, it makes me sometimes when I think back about it I think I love that song so much why does it have to be them that sing it it's such a shame mm. but actually it's perfect it, it just it works really well in that moment and yeah I, I love that song I like the bit at the start when it's going into it where she says uh, can I say something boom, crazy boom, 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 <laughs> yeah nice little bass and he says boom, 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 I love crazy yeah <laughs> and there's just a little when you watch it back knowing what you know you think hmm, there's a little edge to him I love crazy <laughs> There's a bit in the animation as well that I always point out right at the end. Yeah. I know you're going to say he's stepping up a step. Yeah, I, I I think it's unintentional. Yeah, but he does a little shoulder dip at a really lovely point in his tune. Yeah, but because... I think it's just because he's stepping up and yeah. he's got his arm out and he, he drops one of his shoulders and it looks like he's doing a little groove. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... Lucy really likes that, but I think it's just... I always go, stop, 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 watch this, watch, watch this, watch this. Yeah, that a, bit. It's a happy accident. <laughs> you point out an error on it as well at one point. Oh, there is an error in that scene. Uh, they are dance. They are silhouetted against a sail and they're in a spotlight and they're dancing, but their feet aren't on anything. Uh, and you'd be able to see the, uh, the mast that they're stood yeah. on. And that's just a sign that that film... Is problematic, <laughs> but we'll come on to that in a couple of years, probably. <laughs> okay, my number four is going to be um, mine, mine, mine from Pocahontas. Mine, mine, mine. Yeah. By the seagulls <laughs> from Finding Nemo. <laughs> we once bit of a story about this. We listened to Disney music in the car with Bonnie quite a lot, and I don't know if anybody watches Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> But they always have a word of the day, and whenever the word of the day comes up, you all have to throw your arms scream in the air. Scream really loud! 
And Bonnie likes to play this, so we have a word of the day sometimes. And one day, the word of the day was mine. And then this song came on the Disney. And me and Bonnie just sat in the car going, ah, 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 every time they said mine. Anyway, basically, <laughs> it is a really underrated song. It won't appear on any other list. But it's um, a play on words between mine for the gold and he wants it to be mine. He wants all the gold to be mine. Oh, I saw this for the. So I've not watched Pokemon Hunters before, but um, we put it on the other day. Um, but Lucas was being very distracting, so we weren't properly watching it. And mm. I noted uh, this bit came on, and I actually stopped and started and, and properly paid attention to it. So I know them what you mean now. It is a really likable, hummable tune. Um, it switches halfway through. It changes key. Goes up a bit, there's a bit of a key change, and in comes Mel Gibson, and he's singing The Greatest Adventure Is Mine. <laughs> it's a surprisingly good singer, I have to say. Uh, the Greatest Adventure Is Mine, and then it switches back. So it's got that that kind of counterpoint going on. Um, really clever wordplay. Fits really well within the story. He's um, It's Alan Menken and uh, Howard Ashman, as a lot of my favourites are. And... Uh, what Alan Menken is really good at doing is getting stylistic things that fit within the era or the setting of the story and putting them in the music, which I'm going to talk about with one of my others. But in this one, there's a lot of hey, nanny, nanny, hey, nanny, nanny kind of thing. Oh, how I love it. Going on in the back. So he's got all <laughs> these um, 16th century instruments and so on. It's a really, really clever song. And if you haven't listened to it recently, I suggest you stream it or something because it's great. Absolutely great. Do you know what I like about it? Go on. You like it. Oh. <laughs> sometimes you get that. It's like it's not not necessarily for me. I appreciate it. It's good, but uh, I like how your your face lights up when it's on. That's yeah. like we we have to listen to. Um, and I'm sorry if it's on anybody's list, but we have to listen to it's a small world in the car at the moment, probably three or four times in every journey that we go on, and um, it's not the greatest song in the world ever written, um, but my kids love it, so I quite enjoy it when it comes on. It's amazing how you can love whatever your kids love, isn't yeah. it? Um, well, no Pocahontas in the top 30 at all. Wow. Um, and what was yours, Hugh? Sorry. Oh, it was... Uh, love is an love open, is door. open Door. Oh, uh, I forgot. Un- only one uh, song from Frozen in there. Let me guess, let me guess. The Troll One. Yeah, that's the one. Oh. It is the Troll One. <laughs> a bit of a fixer-upper. That's the one. Um, no, it is actually um, Let It Go. Do you want to have a guess at what number you think it might be at? <sighs> this guy's a wild card. I'm going to reckon about 22. No, much higher. I think that. it's like five. Four. It's at number four. four. Mm. Um, the Age of Not Believing is in there at number 10. See, he'll think he's all controversial not putting it number one, won't he? But I don't know if he's been controversial or pretentious if I'm honest is there a way of scoring this where if ours is in we give it a score no I think it's just for fun (laughs) it gets too complicated so number three Chris yes well at number three we're getting to the interesting stuff now Oh. At number three, I've got a bit of a, a bit of Pato O'Malley. I've got the Walrus and the Carpenter because it is awesome. Oh yeah! Are you going to say Pato Banton? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him writing a Disney song. No, not Pato Banton. So hang on, what is it? The Walrus and the Carpenter. To be fair, Lewis Carroll has done a lot of the work for them there. Mm. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, but it's uh, it's just 
it's beautifully done and, and it fits really nicely in in situ with the animation it's this my favorite bit of that film yeah um and uh, it's a tune that gets regularly stuck in my head. I don't remember anything about it, but really? we're, oh, not, we're not that far off it, are we? No, no, two, no. Two films, it's really lovely. It's really lovely. And uh, I don't know if you know the facts. Well, I'll probably bring this up when we do that episode. But that is the film with the most songs in it, is Alice mm-hmm. in Wonderland. And you don't think of it as a musical song, a musical film particularly. But there are some really lovely ones. I agree, I like that one. There's some absolute bangers in it. Mm-hmm. Headbangers. I think you don't notice because a lot of it's very character-led. It is. It is. And there are some of them are quite short and they will just, like you say, present a character or present a moment like the uh, Parpa's dance. Not Parpa's dance, Carcass dance. Yes. Etc. Right, my number three, I'm going to go for Zero to Hero from Hercules. Oh, a bit of Hercules. I I, I was very close. Honourable mention, I was very close to putting Gospel Truth in which is sort of like the prologue exposition song at the beginning. Um, But I listened to them both to try and decide. And the lyrics in Zero to Hero are fantastic. I'm just going to give you a few. He can tell you what the Grecians earn. (laughs) I love a pun. I love a good pun. And this one, just because we had to do it in our musical theatre class, so I remember trying to get my mouth to do this. And this pretty package packs a pair of perfect pecs. And of course, it's it's the theme tune to the TV series. Who put the glad in gladiator? Hercules. Now it also features not one but two of the best tempo changes in any song ever. Oh, they like yeah. proper break it down halfway through, and that's the moment when it goes from "Oh, this is a good song" to "Oh yeah, my head is bobbing," doing the whole thing. It is a barnstormer. Hercules was for a very long time my favourite Disney film. It might still be, but I haven't watched it for a long time. Mm. Um, but when I say honourable mentions, I had Hercules in its entirety in its down enti- as honourable mention. It, this is one. There's everything that's left. The film that it comes from. I could have put any song from the film in, and I had to choose my favourite song from the film, and that's where I've gone with Hercules. Um, don't say I'm in love. Two weeks ago, that was Amazing. in my top five. Uh, that was almost in my honorary mentions. Don't I, I won't say I'm in. I love. won't say yeah. I'm in love. Okay. Um, just everything in that film. The music is out of this world. But I think I had to go for Zero to Hero. Cool. Hugh, my fourth is only twenty-five seconds long. Third. Yeah, third. My third is only twenty-five seconds long. This might be the one I nearly put on. Go on. Okay, so it's another Christmas song. See if you can work it out. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. It's Robin and Kermit walking back from... Oh. It's Bob Cratchit. It's Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim performing what's called Christmas Scat, uh, which is the a cappella version of One More Sleep Till Christmas. Bing a bong a bing bong 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 bing bong 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 bong
I just think, you know what? I could listen to about half an hour of that. Yeah. And it tells you everything you need to know about the relationship of the characters exactly. and the moment and got, the year and yeah. I got, a li- I got a little bit teary watching it because I was just thinking, do you know what? That's just, uh, that's a dad and his son on the way back from town having a little sing song. Sometimes Bonnie and I walking home, if I'm doing a musical, we'll sing the songs together because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm practicing them and then she picks them up because she's like a sponge at the moment. She just absorbs knowledge, um, absorbs ideas and thoughts. Um, so it kind of reminded me of that. It's just a beautiful moment. And it's so ruddy catchy. Yeah. The whole film is the whole film is just full of catchy, great songs. That entire soundtrack was in my honourable mentions. Um, the entire soundtrack. I, I had um, Muppets in my honourable mentions, mainly because of that, but also because of the Rainbow Connection, um, which very nearly yes. made my top five, but, but again, just missed out. And what's the name of that film, by the way? I didn't actually say what, what film it was from. A Muppet Christmas Carol. A Muppet's The Christmas Carol. <laughs> I know. It's Are we both that. wrong? It's The Muppet Christmas Carol. Chris was being deliberately incorrect because yes, he knows. Um, you were very close. Now, let's get this straight now. And anyone listening, mm-hmm. this has to end now. It sticks. Pretty much 99% of people think it's called A Muppet's Christmas Carol. It's called The Muppet Christmas Carol. Right? That's interesting because the original book's called A Christmas Carol, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't have the Muppets in though, the original no. book. <laughs> the Muppet Christmas Carol. And this is one of those little things that I think, how come I've noticed? How come I know what it is? How come 99% of the people are wrong? Because you're a pedant. I was literally going to say exactly the same thing then. <laughs> pedant. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so no Muppets in the list. No Muppets whatsoever. Right. Uh, No Hercules in the list. No Hercules. No Hercules in the list. Right, that tells you that this man does not know what he's on about. Are you happy with this list? Well, you could argue that the Muppets, you know, shouldn't be in there. You can't argue Hercules shouldn't be in there. You know what? It's a Disney presentation of the film, and there is a strong Muppet presence in the parks. There's uh, a whole Muppet area in Disney World. And that's fine. So it's in. But what about Hercules? I mean, you can't argue Hercules shouldn't be in there. I bet he's not even seen it, the jerk. No, he well, hasn't. One Alice in Wonderland song in there, In a World of My Own. That's nice. This guy is having a laugh. At number 18. Yeah. I mean, is it a great song? Yeah. Well, you see, I just said that's nice. But they're all it's nice. nice. It's, Dis- it's nice. Disney songs. It's not a great song. It's amazing. Nice. This is someone sort of flexing his, uh, his musical intellect and going, huh, here's a list that... Uh, you might be surprised at that. That is. We don't want to be surprised. We want to just, you know, we want to. He had a Monday no, morning deadline, right. and he'd got drunk on Saturday night, and he had to submit his uh, submit his article quick. That's what it was. So we've gone to number two then. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite excited about this one. Yes. I'm excited to be into the top two. Go on, <clears throat> so uh, I'll give you a bit of a clue. It's got a bin that goes like this. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. my number one. Is it? Yeah. Oh, kiss the girl. Yeah. Oh, it, it was very close to being my number one. Kiss the girl. I just love this song. Yes. From The Little Mermaid. The, there is 
a lot of good in The Little Mermaid. In fact, there's mostly good when it comes to music in The Little Mermaid. Um, but this song has always stood out for me just because of the way that those vocals are orchestrated in that second verse, the way it builds and builds and builds. And again, it works through the animation. You yeah. can't take it away from the actual film. I, it's Fantasia-esque, mm. is that whole bit. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I never really liked this song, but then I heard a version Was of it, it Peter Andre? by Peter Andre. Oh, and it really made me appreciate it. No, I'm joking there. Yeah, oh, thank good. God for that. <laughs> but yeah, the way they use the voices of all these different um, animated characters, all the different animals. I mean, he is the court composer, isn't it? So it yeah. makes total sense. And he's Jamaican or mm-hmm. Car- Caribbean. And it makes total sense that he would just be able to sit on a rock and conduct them all into this lovely calypso ballad. It's just beautiful. And the way the layers... I'm sorry, I'm overtaking you. No, no, you're you right. No, 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 you're the, your number one. It's layer on top of layer on top of layer. It's like a trifle. It's a musical trifle. I can't get enough of it. And it's been my number one for years. And Isn't if anybody... It? I didn't know that. If anybody said, what's your favourite Disney song? I, I would have said it within seconds. And it hasn't changed. Ah, well, you see, it's my number two because in recent years, another one has overtaken it. Um, but it, it's... Uh, it's always been solidly there or thereabouts and um, mm. like now we're starting to listen to Disney in the car quite a lot um, we might have to listen to uh, It's a Small World four or five times everywhere we go but we also have to listen to this three or four times as well because I get my turn I like the flamingo in that song who harmonises <laughs> yeah. he leans in to ask her <laughs> yeah. that smooth flamingo yeah it's just a beautiful song Oh God, can you imagine having all those all those animals living in your backyard and you just go out and they're like really happily serenade you? Yeah. It's funny when you listen to the song, not in the film, the the dialogue isn't in it. So there's like quite a long instrumental. Have you heard that version? Of yeah, it? yeah, yeah, but it's still nice though. There's, it is, actually, it's, there's a lot of Disney films like that. It's very pleasant yeah. to listen Music, to. I mean. But it's very odd to listen to it without that bit of dialogue where he's trying to guess a name. Mm-hmm. But th- this bothers me. He says, Ariel. 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 And he goes, Ariel? Yeah. How did you hear Ariel <laughs> from Ariel? Yeah. Wouldn't you turn around and go, oh, is your name Ariel? And she goes, no. well, close enough, mate. Ha- Harry? Ariel. Oh, Ariel. <laughs> no. Wrong. Wrong, Disney. Sort it. Right. My number two is, oh, uh, again, I could have put the whole film in, but out there from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to geek out a little bit here. It's Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz, and the main body of the song is sung by Tom Hulse, who has got one of the most amazing mu- musical theatre voices ever. Um, but it starts um, with Judge Claude Frollo giving him advice. Uh, sorry, no, saying you can't leave this tower, and then it progresses into him dreaming, going out there. Now, the sign of good musical theatre, music and songs, is that lyrics and music combined can tell you so much more about a character in a situation than any amount of dialogue ever, ever could. And this is a prime example because it starts using very small intervals, only using tones and semitones in this very sort of clipped, controlled uh, melody and all, the ends of all the lines go down, so it's a very depressed feeling to the music, to the melody. Um, Quasimodo starts to echo everything that Judge Card Frollo's saying, which really tells you about the controlling 
element of the um, character. And all this is just done through a few lines of music and it's told you so much. And then when Judge Claude Frollo goes, it goes from this oppression to hope. And you can actually track note by note and bar for bar of the music as the, the, the song goes upwards, the notes get longer, the intervals between the notes get bigger and you can actually feel the hope increase until he's up on the top of the tower doing that really long out there note. And then in the middle of the song, he starts looking down at the characters and dreaming about them and his words become really frantic like mine are now because I'm getting too excited <laughs> about it. His, his, his thoughts and his feelings overtake each other, so the speed of the music picks up and the, the, the sense of excitement and hope and anxiety comes out and then all of a sudden he breaks out of that tune into one really long note that just tells you everything about it. And that, my friends, is why I love musical theatre. And it is in one song from Disney. And again, I'm going to encourage you, if you haven't listened to that in a while, listen to it now and listen to it with what I've just said. Because we're all musical theatre geeks on this table. Mm-hmm. And the amount of people who argue, oh, I don't like musicals, I don't like it when they just break into song, either haven't seen a good one or they've missed the point. And this is a prime example of why musical theatre can do what no other genre can do. I, I just know him as the brother from uh, Parenthood. Ah. Uh. <laughs> thanks for that Huey yeah. oh that, that's better than my contribution <laughs> I, I was going to stop you midway through and say come back Count Frollo because uh, it sounds a bit like Frodo <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get off the road that. Mr Frollo that was an impassioned I should give that speech to the UN just to get can, him off under. can we put like a uh, some stirring should, can you put Jerusalem under that when you when you edit it Chris no oh. <laughs> oh. I'm not even joking would be would be nice. Honestly, <laughs> listen listen to that whole sequence. But like I say, I could have chosen a lot of songs out of that particular thing. It is a piece of musical theatre. It's absolutely amazing. And like I said earlier, what Alan Menken can do that no other composer, in my opinion, can do as well is use things from the setting. And he uses Catholic choral music so stirringly. The entire film starts with da 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 done you know the, by a, a you know 20 piece choir it's just amazing is it gives the note at the end of that possible or uh, is it the uh, bells of notre is, is, is it digitally uh, enhanced it fades out is it possible i th- it must be oh, no but i i i don't know where I i've heard it's... this but i was under the impression that that note isn't possible for <laughs> for, a, for a singer it, it, it does sound possible. To you. My number two is also from The Little Mermaid. Ooh. I heard this. Uh, what's that Christmas Day radio show that they used to do where they played kids' music in the morning? I can't remember who presented it. The, the presenter died, um, sadly, a couple of years ago. Christmas kids with dead guy. Anyway. Oh yeah, the kids kid cot thing on a Christmas morning. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was amazing. Um, this was on there one year, and as we listened to it driving up to uh, Lucy's parents' house, I just I think I said, I wish I'd have written this. It was one of those songs. It's uh, under the sea. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's just, it, it's lyrically incredible. Once you start getting into the naming of fish playing instruments, it's so clever. 
The lute plays the flute, so uh, the cat plays the list. I've got the list. Oh, here. I can do it from memory. Oh, well, let's let's see if you do it, and I'll ding you if you get any wrong. Oh, no, I shouldn't <laughs> have said that. The lute plays the flute, the cat plays the harp, the place hang plays... On, hang on, hang on, hang on. First of all, it's the newt played the flute. Play the oh, go on, you do it. The, harp, the place played the bass, and they sound the shout, the bass played the brass, the flute played the flute. I'm just going to read it. The fluke is the duke of soul. The ray he could play the lings on the strings. The cap and the grass, the brad fish he sings. The south and the spot, the newest where it's at. And don't that blowfish blow! Right, okay. If I say it quick enough, you won't know. I'm going to do it clearly so the listeners can understand. Okay. The newt play the flute. The cap play the harp. The place play the bass. And they sounding sharp. The bass play the brass. The chub play the tub. The fluke is the duke of soul. Yeah. The ray he can play, the lings on the strings, the trout trocking out, the blackfish he sings, the smelt and the sprat, they know where it's at, and oh, that blowfish blow. It's an absolute joy. Uh, my, fi- my favourite bit of it, though, is, um, uh, since life is sweet here, we got the beat here, naturally, naturally, naturally e- e- even the sturgeon and the ray. They get the urge and start to play. So first of all, you go from naturally into even. Naturally, even. Yeah, yeah. And then you're just recovering from that. And then it hits you with this. The sturgeon and the ray, they get the urge and start to play. They get... They've rhymed sturgeon with urge and. and. Yeah. It's brilliant. But, I mean, this is every single lyric in the whole song. Now... Well, actually, you know what? When I looked at the lyrics today, the first verse, it ain't all that. The seaweed is always greener in some It's the bit where he says, uh, you think, uh, you dream about going up there. Well, you know, it's, it's slightly, slightly pedestrian compared to what's coming later. You know, you dream about going up there. You know, it's mm. not, it's not amazing that line, is it? But come on. It's such a happy song. And we had this on uh, the bath CD for Bonnie's bath time when she was uh, t- teeny tiny. Um, <coughs> And then later we made it into a YouTube playlist. Um, and then the first... Like, so Bonnie was really used to this song because she heard it in the bath. Every time she had a bath, we had this playlist of about seven songs. Mm. Um, and then one day it was on TV and Bonnie had never actually seen it before. And she was a toddler and she sort of ran towards the TV because she was so familiar with this song, but she'd never seen any visuals for it. <laughs> and she was absolutely captivated. Mm. And it was lovely to watch her run up to the TV and she sort of made a noise like that, that, and she just she just stared at it because she'd never seen it before. Mm. Lovely stuff. It's great. Um, well, no place for kiss the girl in 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 the uh, in the list. Oh. If under the sea in, on this list, under the sea is in there. It it is at number twenty five. Oh, what? And it is the only Little Mermaid song in there. Uh, nothing at all from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, I'm afraid. Nothing at all. This what's, man is a hack. What's this guy's name? Um, I'm not going to reveal the name until, <laughs> until I read through the entire list at the end of the co- of the podcast. I will do that then. Um, uh, yeah, so nothing at all from, from Hunchback either. So number one then. My number one. <clears throat> uh, can you guess what my number one is? Oh. From my recent tweeting. Oh, how recent? I, uh, maybe a week or so ago, two weeks ago. It's oh. not that recent when you think that people tweet like... Is it Ichabod Crane? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's not that. 
It goes like this. And I'll read a book or maybe two or oh. three. I'll add a few new paintings oh, yeah. to my gallery. I'll play and knit and cook and bake. And <laughs> I can't do it now. Basically, just wonder when will my life begin? Yeah. I love it. It, it just it, it gets me right in the feels every time I hear it. Tangled. I love that film. It's such a strong opening to the film. And I just love it. I'm not sure if, if, if we're revealing this uh, before we actually review the film. But uh, what the hell? Tangled is my favourite Disney film. I think it's mine as well. And that's a that's a that's a lovely little pop song at the top of it. It's great. Mm. It is. It's it's just it's just the thing of beauty. I, go on. I've got one problem with this song. Go on. And uh, there are it few, just kind of ends. There are a few songs uh, in, in Disney, and it, um, I think uh, in Moana, the end of uh, Shiny was the same. Is it ends with a bit of exposition? Mm. Oh, there's too much exposition somewhere in the song, and that song kind of ends. It on, just peters out on some exposition, moment, yeah. uh, and so then you can't re- truly take that song out and enjoy it. Uh, you know, but as an upbeat you can, tune, yeah, but it's a bit strange to suddenly be a you know a kids' party, and then she's singing it about very specifically going to see some lights, which is just a, a part of the story. But for me, outside of outside of the film, I like that because when it does that, it, it makes me want to listen to um, that at last I see the light because it, that does kind of follow on nicely and, and I love that song as well uh, but didn't make my top five I do really <laughs> like that song it, the and, reprise though the reprise is amazing as well just feel the grass the dirt mm. oh no she, uh, she actually goes it's the way she says dirt she goes the grass the dirt yeah. there's a little curl in the way she sings dirt, dirt. she's in This Is Us isn't she and uh, she's rather fantastic in that as well This Is Us yeah, I don't know what is that. It's a TV series. It's got uh, Manthy Moore in it, and um, that guy who looks like a young version of Rocky and played Rocky's son in Rocky <laughs> something. Right, so that's your number one. Now the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> that, that petered out like the song did. <laughs> yeah, it was exposition at the end of my uh, piece. <clears throat> um, I had, and you can see. Here on my sheet of paper. Can I see what yours is before I do mine? Because mine. No, mine, no mine. do we know what it is? Because I've told you. I oh. had tied for first place, kiss the girl, and under the sea. Well, hang on. You should have only had. Four, you should only had three others if well, you had two tied. Well, no. I was going to explain. This I, is a very clever way to cheat your way to get six in the top no, five. No, but we've Ooh. already we've already discussed them. Kiss the girl has always thought of been my favourite, but for the same reason as you, you just cannot beat under the sea lyrically. Mm-hmm. It is absolute genius. So I wanted to put them both in. I didn't want to eat up two spots. I did cheat. I admit it. But anyway, they've gone. Still so, a better list than this top. 30. I'm just going to talk about the one I had to bump off when I threw my phone down and put my head in my hands on the train because I just couldn't decide. And that is from the same film as you, Chris. I got a dream. Oh, that from is Tangled. great. Now, it starts off with, I'm malicious, mean, and scary. My sneer could curdle dairy. And violence-wise, my hands are not the cleanest. But despite my evil look and my temper and my hook, I've always yearned to be a concert pianist. Now, you just, I mean, that is just a great story in itself. But the way where it comes in the film, the bait and switch, the way it rises, the energy of it, it just yeah. makes you want to skip around. The hidden Mickey Mouse in the rafters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just fantastic. And then when the listing, all the... Um, here we go. 
Toll would like to quit and be a florist. Gunter does interior design. Earth is into mime. Attila's cupcakes are sublime. Bruiser knits, killer sews, vendors' little puppet shows, and Vladimir collects ceramic, ceramic unicorns. It's just the pictures it paints, it's just, and it's laugh out loud funny. It is great. And I have seen it so many times, and I'll still open my mouth and belly laugh to that song. And standalone outside of the film really, really well as well. Oh, yeah. Which is great. Surrounded by enormous piles of money. (laughs) Right a bit after that, where uh, um, Flynn thinks that guy's talking to him and he says, Your dream stinks. (laughs) I was talking to her. Raymond's brother from. uh, yeah. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Robert. Carla's brutal, sick, sadistic, and grotesquely optimistic. <laughs> I just love it. I could read the whole thing. It's fantastic. It sounds like it's lifted out of the nineties and plonked into the noughties. It's not criticism, it's just uh, it's just got a nice a nice rhythm to it. It's that got song. a skip mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hugh. My Big number end. one. My number one. It's a bit of a weird one, this. Um shall I just shall, I'll sing you a bit. Go on. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for a singing wake. Happy haunts materialise and begin to vocalise. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialise. Grim grinning ghosts from the Haunted Mansion or Phantom Manor, depending on which park you're at, what part yeah. of the world. Um, we- we're, we're, not stri- we're not strictly doing films, are we? Because I, I justified it by saying there is a haunted um, house film. Oh, what's it called? Haunted, haunted, mansion. haunted mansion. Haunted Mansion film. Well, no, because... And it features in that. Well, my number five wasn't, was a, a part a parade film, song, yeah, yeah. parade song. But it's a spooky halloween number. I love Halloween. I love it. And we've got a tradition now of uh, playing this around Halloween, but not the original version. There's a version by a group called Voice Play, and you can Barbershop ch- Quartet, basically. Oh, nice. Y- well, yeah. I mean, yeah. They're sort of close a, harmony group. Yeah, they're cl- close harmony. Uh, the, the harmonies aren't always, you know, the, the most good. the most interesting, <laughs> but the good singers. Yeah. But this video is, it's just it's just so addictive to watch. They're they're just busts, singing busts, like mm. you know, like they are as they are in the but, ride. Um, yeah. It's just it's quite a simple video, but they've painted them up. They've done them all up to look like statues. Uh, the, the the bass singer introduces it like well you know come on in and then he leads the song and he's a very mm. handsome man actually if you if you look up some of their other videos he's the one with the uh, long hair and the deep voice is a he's a handsome man um, yeah I could um... anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really spooky song look but check out the uh, the voice player version of it it's uh, it's so jolly uh, yeah, we listen to it every Halloween uh, about twenty thirty times. It's, yeah, it, like I say, it's it's a it's not a classic Disney song. No. But it's got that Halloween sound, hasn't it? It, has, it it's really pure works. Halloween. It'll put you right in the mood. And it's October first. This goes on. Anything that reminds you of the parks just reminds you of the amazing time you had on holiday. I think that's what you're saying about your. Oh yeah, completely agree. And sort put on of your Sunday you. clothes from Hello Dolly. Oh. Straight in my head, uh, like that. I'm straight back at the parks every time I hear it. There's just certain things, isn't it? Any, anything that can evoke. Phantom Manor was was closed when I was there. It's still being refurbed, so well, I haven't I had the, the say, pleasure yet. I'm looking forward to it. I pray to God they've left this in and left the far busts in. Oh, they wouldn't touch these. They these are the these bu- are sacred. Yeah. You, um, do, you don't touch the singing busts. Because uh, I've, I've stayed spoiler-free pretty much all year. I think it reopened in February or something. Yeah, I haven't looked at anything. Uh, and I haven't looked up at ride-throughs because we're going in three weeks. 
Mm. And I didn't want it ruining. Mm. So, yeah, we've had the refurb at Paris. Let's see what it's like. Cool. Well, that's not in the top 30, unsurprisingly. No, it wouldn't be. Um, Tangled, there's one song in there. Anyone want to hazard a guess at what it might be? Uh, uh, at last I see the light. Oh, Let me tell you what it says it about it. It must be that. Okay. For all Disney's increasing interest in commissioning songs rooted in mainstream pop, its films can still feature stuff that sound like traditional Broadway, such as this fabulously hammy inventory of the world's ills from violence and disease to Mother loud best. Yeah. As soon as you said, do you know which one it is? Uh, I did think it was going to be that one because I thought yeah. it's not an obvious one. Mother and this, knows best. And this guy's this guy is a troublemaker. Well, that's at number twenty-seven. No, but I, it is a, it is a very good song. It's that. great, but honestly, you. Uh, what about I, I, Little Mermaid? I, th- I think he's, he's deliberately picking the less obvious ones to, to, you know, to maybe he's just trying to cause conversation, you know, like yeah. uh, talking points or whatever. But I just think he's just been a bit intellectual and a bit, a bit snooty about the whole thing. And you know, I don't, yeah. I don't like this guy. I don't think he's a Disney fan. <laughs> Wait, it's like seen as a muggle, isn't it? <laughs> he's such a muggle. He's a rock and pop um, editor for the Guardian. Shall we? Um, um, shall we look at what people have said on Twitter? Oh yeah, we can have a bit of a look at what people have said on Twitter. Shall, shall, in fact, whilst you're just looking at that, shall I tell you? Because because I asked Laura about this. Laura's my wife. I don't mention her much on here, um, not because I don't like her, but because uh, she wouldn't come and talk on this. I don't think, and and so I just kind of uh, talk to her about things, take some of her ideas, bring them to the podcast. Usually, anything that's interesting that I say has come from Laura, not from me. Um, and so her list went like this at number five. Um, how does she know from Enchanted? Yes. Yeah. How does she Good. know that you love her? Which is great. I remember the first time I watched Enchanted and seeing that bit was uh, something I really enjoyed. Hakuna Matata, which is uh, also in Lucas's list. I Just Can't Wait to Be King, which is also in Lucas's list. Kiss the Girl. And then Beauty and the Beast is Laura's number one, which I think for Angela Lansbury and stuff, fair enough. Twitter? Mm. Quite a classic list there. Yeah, yeah. pretty classic, yeah. Because a lot of ours are very es- esoteric. Yes. Weird choices. Right. On Twitter, uh, we've start. Susie replied. Now Susie actually was our uh, bonus guest on Song of the oh, South. Oh, well, she lives a next door ago. to us at Thirty Seven Disney Street. Thirty Nine. Yeah. Thirty Nine mm-hmm. Disney Street. And um, I've decided, if you're listening, Susie, that we are actually soul sisters separated at birth. So we, uh, you know, we need to hook up a bit because she's put number one out there from Hunchback. Correct. Number two, Zero to Hero from Hercules. Correct. Number three, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That was very nearly on my list. The live action version, yeah. Number four, (laughs) Circle of Life. And number five, Part of Your World. Um, She's also got some honourable mentions. Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. Yes, I love that one. Bare Necessities. Why Should I Worry from Oliver and Company? No. (laughs) And then All Frozen Songs. Why Should I Worry is in the top 30. Oh. Mm, number 29. I forgot, well to, done, Susie. I forgot to say, actually, when you, when you were talking about uh, Out There, I was trying to remember what film that guy had been in, which was Parenthood, uh, and I forgot to mention the um, parody from South Park called Up There that the devil sings. In the, in, oh, in yeah. the movie? In South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. Yeah. They do a parody of Out There called Up There by the devil. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's just it's so earnestly sung. Mm. You can dream, I can dream too. Up there, up where the skies are ocean blue. It's very yes. good. Yes. On a different note entirely, I've um, 
we keep saying that we're musical theatre geeks and we are. I've had very heated discussions with people in that South Park, the movie, is one of the best musicals oh, ever written. Yeah. It is great. And as and that's from a musical theatre geek. It's fantastic. We went to see Book of Mormon last night. Different conversations. Mm. Right, can we, before we do any more Twitter, can we do honourable mentions? Because some of these are going to overlap and I'd like yeah, to get ours. Tell me, first. tell me, what's what's in your list of honourable mentions right. that we haven't talked about already? I wasn't sure how wide the parameters were going. Um, well, I'll do two of mine first and I'll tell you why I'm saying that. I've put the entire soundtrack of Mary Poppins Returns on because mm-hmm. it's brilliant. But I didn't feel I could really choose any songs because it's too recent. I, I haven't fa- had time to digest yeah, it I enough. found that interesting because I, I enjoyed Mary Poppins Returns and I thought the music was good, but I find it all instantly forgettable. Oh, and I no. Think, and I think... I've only watched it once, to be fair, but I, I think because the film follows so strictly the makeup of the original film, from sequence to sequence, it is the same film with different songs and slightly different set pieces. It, it doesn't... It doesn't quite work for me, but I think I need to watch it again. I'm sure we will talk about it at some point. I'll yeah. be very interested to do that. The music, I thought, was good, but it just didn't set me a light. No, I... Yeah, I've been listening to the soundtrack, and it is really, really good. It's just so recent and so new that it doesn't seem to go fit into my Disney that's world yet. That's possibly it, yeah. Um, so I didn't feel like I put anything in, but it's excellent. And then the whole soundtrack from Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. Now, my third honourable mention... Um, I had to say, because somebody's put it on Twitter, but I wanted to get my two penithing first, is He Lives in You from Lion King, Simba's Pride, and Lion King the Musical on Broadway, specifically the one on West End, Mm. on whatever, specifically the one from the musical, because in 2012, I won the Bisca Young Choreographer of the Year doing a routine to this, and... I st- we still use the same choreography, the same troupe to do competitions around the country and I still rehearse this troupe every damn week, Friday nights and I still watch the girls do it and I still cry and it's because of the music and in fact last time they did it on stage I properly choked up at the end because two of the girls were leaving but the fact that you can listen to in a work situation as well, when you're fed up and tired and yeah, bored and yeah. want to go home and eat, I can still listen to the same piece of music five times a lesson every single week for the last seven years and still love the piece of music. It means it really stands up there. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Hugh? I had one honourable mention and that was for uh, How Do You Do from Song of the South. And I think the reason I put it was we've just... Yeah, we went to Disneyland... Sorry, went to Disney World... A couple of months ago, and we rode Splash Mountain loads and loads. Uh, and then we watched Song of the South a couple of weeks ago, so it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. And it was almost in the top five, and I just think, because it's so recent, it was in there. And then it just slipped out again when I realised there were some Stone Cold classics that needed to go in its place. But I love that song. It's so mm. catchy. And, uh, and again, happy it, memories. it makes me think of being on holiday and yeah. you, using your fast passes and so on. Um, mine are more for ones that are in films that we've done recently, I guess. So, Baby Mine was my my number one that I axed out of the top five. Oh, was it? Because I, I just love it. It's just such a beautiful song. But I feel like me in my place at the moment, the songs that I chose fitted better. Mm. Um, and Pink Elephants as well from Dumbo. Um, the, oh, yeah. The other yeah. thing for me uh, that, that, I, that I love and I've talked about before in the, in the 
um, podcast is is Cliff Edwards. I, I just I love his voice. So things mm. like the the song in Fun and Fancy Free, oh, happy go lucky feeling. Um, when you wish upon a star, give a little whistle. Those songs are, are things that wouldn't make my top five, but they they need to be around there somewhere. Um, and anything with Angela Lansbury, which I've already said. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. on board with that. Portobello Road. Oh. Bob and I, oh, I nearly put Beautiful Briny Sea in my top. Oh, that's great. That was another one on Bonnie's Bath Dime CD. Mm. Oh, good choice. Mm. Right, so let me just finish off Twitter then. Yes, yeah, so M. Jonas Hood said he lives in you. Good choice. Part of your world from Little Mermaid. This seems popular, but not in that top That's, that's the one that's somewhere that's green, but written for being underwater, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, zero to Hero. Yeah. Uh, again, one. we've all put that. You'll be in my heart and reflection from Mulan. Mulan's getting some love. Mm-hmm. Honourable mention, let it go evermore. You're welcome. Your welcome is good. It's a good sing-along. It's like, that's a good song to sing to, I think. <sighs> Another one, actually. Do you know what? Um, Lin Mal- Lin Manuel... Miranda. Miranda. Uh, You're welcome ends with more exposition. Yeah. And it's a great song. And you, uh, 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 There's a bit of exposition in it, but it's kind of... It's generally enough. You know, it's about what he what he's done in in the legend of Maui. But then at the end, he specifically says, "I'm, I'm going to need that. Boat. I need that boat <laughs> because I can't swim." And that's how it ends. Mm. And I don't think he, because he's you know because he writes musicals, he needs to be advancing the story. But in a Disney film, I think you're supposed to be capturing a mood and a tone, a moment, and not be putting plot points in the end. It's you weird see, to have that. I don't I'm going to need this. that but In any of these instances you've said, I don't mind it because I'm looking at it far more as musical theatre and progressing the story than I am standalone songs. But when you listen to it as a piece of music, though, and, and take everything else away from me, it ends with them saying, and thank you, but you've no idea what he's saying thank you for unless it's for the... Well, you do know it's for the boat, but that's just a bit of a weird thing. Yeah, that's and, a good point. And like you get, she gets slammed away in a... In a like she gets a rock, rock slammed in the cave with a rock in front of her and stuff. And there's no, they don't give any exposition on that because I'm going to shove you in this cave. They should do something like that if they're going to do it, go the whole way. But So would you like me to go through this list very quickly? Yeah, order, on, just yeah. to see. Yeah. I'm going to get angrier and angrier as this well, list goes you, on. You oh, will then you won't. So yeah. hang on, uh, we don't know what, some, one do we? Number one, can we guess it? Oh, do you want? To, do you want? To, well, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll quickly go I... down to top five, and then you can guess what the top five might be based on what you've heard. Okay. Before. Okay. Sound so good. Up to number six. Yes. Yeah. Number thirty. Little April shower. Uh, stop me, by the way, if at any point you want to uh, interject with anything. Mm-hmm. Number twenty-nine. Why should I worry? From Oliver and Company. Susie had that. Uh, number twenty-eight. Eye to eye from a goofy movie. <laughs> number twenty-seven. Mother's knows best from Tangled. Number twenty-six. Friends on the other side from The Princess and the Frog. Number 25, Under the Sea from Little Mermaid. Number 24, Be Prepared from The Lion King. Yes, now, good. Really, because I hate that song. Oh, do you? I, I just really don't like it. But it might be that I have a bugbear with Jeremy Irons because I, I like Jeremy Irons as an actor. I don't like any character he's ever played in any film. And I can only think of one film that he's in that I like. So <laughs> he's a bit of a funny one for me. Yeah. But, and he was involved in the worst ride at Disneyland Paris, which is the Tram Tour. Oh my god. Oh word, yeah. Yes. Not for much longer though, eh? No. Good. Get that thing <laughs> out of there. A little factoid about that. You know when he goes, You won't get a sniff without me. Mm. He popped a vocal card doing that and so um 
somebody had to come in and do an impression of him for the rest of the song. So the half of that song... Oh, that's song, why it gets better. <laughs> half of that song isn't even Jeremy Irons because he, he really threw his voice out doing oh, that line. Word. There you go. That's very, very strange. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, do you have any film, any songs, Disney songs that you hate? As, or, hate's a very strong word, but do you have any that you just really don't like that come to mind? Not sure I hate any. There are ones that I think are massively overrated. So therefore, I start to dislike them when I wouldn't like. Let it go. Let it go. Because yeah. it's that thing where it's like, why is that? This you know, I can understand why it's a standout one because you know it's, it's thematic and mm. it's, it's big. But love is an open door, so much better. And I get wound up when people, you know, talk about um, for me that all it, the time. It's any of the pop versions of the ballads that appear over the uh, ti- over the and credits the, the, end. Yeah, the credits yeah. at the end oh I oh. do have one that I hate <laughs> I do you've reminded me Lucy it's whoever sings you're welcome at the end of Moana in the credits that's Lin-Manuel oh, that... Miranda oh no the rap bit is is that the really is that like a slowish version of it he's, he's completely misinterpreted the tone yeah. which is like a cocky Thing and he's you know he's singing it in this sort of sexy. Oh, you You're should welcome. see the video that goes with it. It's amazing. The other version, let it goes terrible as well. They're in a coffee shop, kind of. It's just nonsensical. Yeah. <laughs> what was that one that was in the Pinocchio? When you wish, wish <laughs> upon a star. Yes. So yeah, 24, Be Prepared, Lion King. 23, Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. 22, You're Welcome from Moana. 21, A Whole New World from Aladdin. 20, Oogie Boogie Song. Uh, 19, Gaston, Beauty and the Beast. Good. 18, In a World of My Own from Alice in Wonderland. 17, Goodbye So Soon from Basil and the Great... Basil and the Great Mouse Detective. This is a guy in the know with his Disney films. Ah, oh dear. Uh, yeah, 16. And if you're going to pick anything, pick Rattigan. Well, there you go. 16, Oodalali from uh, from Robin Hood. Brilliant. Yes, I agree. He had to get one right, didn't he? Mm. Better than the phony King of England? Both good. This guy's. I'd a f- go with Udalali. This guy's a f- okay. Yeah, I think I probably would as well. Oh no no no! I'd go with every town <laughs> has its ups and downs. And I was adamant I wasn't going to sing. Go on. <laughs> You've done a lot of singing today. Stay awake from Mary Poppins at fifteen. Uh, don't know what that is. Stay awake. Don't close your eyes. Why would you? Who would put that in for Mary Poppins? I mean, it's good in that. Have you seen the, the YouTube where they make Mary Poppins evil and they put yeah. that in for that song? Because that is quite nice in that. Yeah, they've like recut that. the Mary Poppins trailer to be a horror movie. It's uh, Just look up Mary Poppins recut. There you go. On YouTube. Number 14, uh, our good friend Randy Newman with You've Got a Friend in Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 13, Trust in Me from The Jungle Book. Yeah. Number 12, Baby Mine from Dumbo. Number 11, The Bare Necessities from The Jungle Book. Okay, so we're into the top 10 now. At 10, we've got Age of Not Believing from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. At number 9, You'll Like This You, Remember Me from Coco. Oh, I do like that song. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? It is a great song, yeah. Mm. Uh, Number 8, Someday My Prince Will Come from Snow White. Number 7, A Dream Is A Wish Your Heart Makes from Cinderella. Yeah. Number 6, Jessie's Song from Toy Story 2. Okay. Mm. And now we're into the top five. So here we go. Top five. Based on all that, where, where are you going? I think it'll be. Hi Ho's w- got to be in there. No, I think it'll be put- Wish Upon a Star because that is like the anthem for like. Because I nearly put in okay. the ident. You know when you 
used to have VHSs and now DVDs and you've got an ident. Just that excites me. So I think it'll be that. Okay. Circle of life. Have we had Interesting. that? I don't. I don't actually know what number one's going to be. Okay, so you, the two that you've mentioned are in the top five. Circle of life. Yeah, circle of life is in there. Uh, when you wish upon a star is in there. We already know that, that let it go from frozen. Someday is in my there. prince will come. We've already had that. That's, oh, that's higher up. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, it's another song from the Jungle Book. Obi-Doo. Yeah. yeah. And then like oh, Obi-Doo. <laughs> I wanna be like yo. And then okay, so number five is the one that you'll never get. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a cat from the Aristocats. Is it number five? Uh, right. Number four, let it go, as we already knew. Number three, I want to be like you. Number two, circle of life. And you're absolutely right. Yes! At number one, because it's entirely predictable, when you wish upon a star from Pinocchio. I won! What do I win? You win the gratification of knowing that your top five is better than this guy's top 30. Respect. I got gratification, y'all. But now, listener, whose list do you think was the best? <laughs> Be sure to let us know on Twitter at 37 Disney Street. You, Lucy, or Chris. <laughs> you can actually email us as well. Oh, yeah. Do people but, still do that? Well, we've got an email account. We've never given it out. And I can't remember what it is, so it's kind of pointless. It'll be mailbox at 37disneystreet.co.uk. The very mailbox outside our house. You can send us spam. Disney related spam. Uh, preferably, yeah. So there we have it. That That is the top 30. It's an interesting one. Um, I think it's a terrible, terrible list. Um, it's got yeah. some songs that deserve to be in there, um, and that's fair enough. Um, it's got some out there stuff that nobody would ever pick, um, you know, to add in a bit of pretension, and uh, some obvious choices because, you know, it's obvious. Do you know what? At the end of the day, that's just one man's list. It doesn't matter if he's a music journalist or not. We've basically just pulled apart one man's list yeah, those and are his it, favourites. That that could have been anybody in the world listing that. Anybody. It could. They'd have done a better job, though. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think, unless you guys have anything else that you want to say at this moment in time, we've probably reached a, 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 an end. And so, um, to give it some exposition, what happens at the end of the podcast is that I generally say goodbye, um, and then that's followed by Lucy saying goodbye, and then Hugh says goodbye as well. So, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Good night, children. <laughs> <laughs>